surely you guys have got to have your eye on that prize, haven't you? Definitely, yeah. When I find the right horse. Yeah, find the horse. Maybe Ninja will share one. We'll swap it around at half. Yeah, Harry, if Harry's got the horse, he can do it the first year. If it doesn't go very well, I'll do it the next year. Welcome to the Charles Owen Podcast. Charles Owen has been manufacturing high-performance, stylish riding helmets since 1911. And to celebrate its 110th birthday, we are interviewing a range of riders, from the biggest names in equestrian sport to up-and-coming superstars. In these exclusive interviews, they reveal their highs and lows and share their secret to success in this challenging sport. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Harry and Jack... Welcome to the Charles Owen podcast. Um, now, obviously, both of you have got something in common, the fact you've got very famous show jumping dads who are massive names in the sport. Now, Harry, your dad won gold back in 2012. I just turned 13, yeah, in that summer as well. So it's quite a cool summer for me. What do you remember about that event? Um, to be honest, we weren't, we watched the first day in the stands and um, the first day actually didn't go as good as he'd hoped. And I was with my mum, who is the worst person to watch any jumping with, especially when Why? it's like what father fam. She's so nervy. <gasps> We're like grabbing hold of me. So we, we did, my mum would refuse to watch it again in the stands. So we were quite young. Unfortunately, we had to watch it in the like, I don't even know where it was. It was in this, it was in the, um, like the stadium, but it wasn't live. It was on a TV. We watched the final round. round. When he jumped clear, it was like champagne flying everywhere. They kind of like prepared for it a bit in there, so it's quite cool. And then um, we managed to get to see him at the end. We ran out and into the collecting ring, but it was an amazing day. I remember it very clearly still. I wish I was a little bit older so I could have maybe realised how big it was a bit more. I'd have really not appreciated it more because I did then, but I'd have thought it was a lot cooler maybe. Do you think the amount, the fact that you're competing at your dad's level, that that is giving you more appreciation of what an amazing feat it was? Yeah, I mean, I still don't think I'm, I still don't think I'm competing at his level just yet. But um, yeah, it def- definitely going to some of the top shows now. It, it makes me realise how how hard it is, and mm. uh, it gives me a lot more respect for you know how 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 um, when you win, and the work that goes into it and stuff. And yeah, definitely. Turning to you, Jack. Now, your dad, obviously, one of the founding members of the Whitaker clan. And I remember watching your dad when I was a little girl. I was like a proper, you know, posters on the wall, signed, for, you know, autographs. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's it, what was it like having, I mean, obviously, I know he's your dad, but, you know, the, the word legend is banded around a lot. But, you know, John and Michael are, are legends in show jumping, undoubtedly. And the fact that you've now got this crazy, massive, huge show jumping dynasty, is quite unique in show jumping. What would you say is the best thing? about being part of this phenomenon and what is the worst? Uh, the best thing probably is just the because the, we've got such a big family and we all we all ride. Like it's not just my dad and John that are very good riders. There's there's, there's like I would say they're all they all ride to a pretty high level. So yeah. it's just the, the great it's a great feeling having like wherever you whatever show you're at really, one of us are, like there's gonna be more than one of you there nearly. So if you ever need a hand or anything, they're there to help and sorry right, we just it's like we have we have uh, great fun with each other and like it, we never we're always there to help, and it's just a great feeling to have uh, have that back backup. Really, I think I think we're very. I'm very uh, appreciative of that because I wouldn't I wouldn't like to have such a big help like that. Would be uh, I think a lot of people would would like that. Were you aware when you were young, when you were like a teenager, when you were competing at shows, that people would be like, oh, "That's Michael Whitaker's 
son. Oh, it's Peter Charles's son. Were you, were you aware of that? Did that go on? I was never really that aware of it. I think I understood that people would maybe watch me a bit more, but I was never, I never really, like, I never really was aware of, like, uh, anybody saying that kind of stuff. But uh, I guess a bit, bit more as you get on, you get a bit older now and people have, I've been around a little bit long, a bit more now, it gets a little bit less as well. But I think a couple of years ago when I was just starting to do a few more bigger shows or a few more international shows, maybe, maybe then, like the commentator would say it maybe and stuff yeah. like you'd hear that. But apart from that, you'd never, you'd try, you'd try, you'd try not, to, not to think about it too much either. Like you're your own rider as well and you've got, to do, you've got to make your own way of it. And what about you, Harry? Do, do you feel the pressure? You know, Peter Child, but how many times have you heard you know, Olympic gold medalist, Peter Charles' son. Yeah, I heard it, especially when I was in ponies and coming up, I heard it a lot. Now I have to say maybe not as much, which is kind of good in a way, you know, like Jack said, I think we, we need, need now to be, our, we're our own riders and we're our own person now. So um, as I've gone on, I think through, it's it's become less and less and I think that's natural. But definitely when I was younger, I heard it was a lot and I heard it a lot. And obviously a bit of pressure comes with that. And But I'd never minded it to be honest it, do you all. feel you need to prove you've got something even more to prove because of that because of that your yeah, heritage I think, I think having that gives you something maybe it, it puts an added weight on your shoulders to prove yourself more than you know if you didn't have that you know so definitely because you know me and Jack we would have maybe a lot of um help but you know a lot of other kids wouldn't get and we're very lucky for that so I feel we've maybe had to prove it a little bit more than others I mean, you said already, you mentioned kind of the hard work and I know how hard you guys work. I mean, it can seem very glamorous. And I mean, Jack, I've been to your yard and I've actually interviewed your dad with my, my own podcast and, you know, and I've seen what it what it involves and, and, and also how ordinary, you know, I, I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but how ordinary your yard is, oh, good, it's just, yeah. you know, you're just all getting on with your job. And, and what would you say to people that might think or might say that the only reason you guys are where you are now is because you're from the Charles family, you're from the Whitaker family, and because you've got that kind of backing and the kind of horses you must get access to. What would you say to that? Well, I tell the bugger off. <laughs> 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 uh, and then what would you I say? I think we do. I think we. I, I, spoke, uh, I think I. I think I'd say the same for Harry as well. Like I'd say there's nobody can put as much pressure on ourselves as we do, I think really. So to, think, to aim yeah. aim for that, I think the amount of work we put in just to, to to aim for them, to reach them goals, I think is massive. And also as well, I, I, the amount of different horses we ride and all the all the, the horses, like, cause, like I've got a nice group of horses now. Harry's got a nice group, nice group of horses now. Like it takes a lot to get to get them kind of horses and the yeah. way you want to be and, like we're always we're always like you've got to try every single horse every horse coming through your yard you've got to ride get to know it feel it if it's not good enough then you move it on if not then you're trying to get to know it even more you know it's it's a big uh so it's, it's it's a program nearly with the horses just 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 with the ones you want to ride and then it's also yeah. the ones as well that, that come through your yard and it don't quite work out the amount of horses you have to go through just to get the right ones is just a big hard work in itself and also yeah. i know that jack you i read that you were your very first scheduling pony you produced yourself. So you were given a five-year-old when you were just nine and you produced that yourself through the levels. Is that right? Yeah, Zodian van der Dovenbury. It was a right good pony, actually. We ended up going to win gold on the teams with that. Actually, I had to tell, yeah. I had to tell the Europeans there. First day, oh, it was first day was bad. The rest of it, I was clear for the rest of it. So I didn't qualify <laughs> for the individual final. But uh, yeah, I got that pony when it was five. 
And yeah, basically, brought she did, like she did JC everywhere. She did, she did the JC at Hickstown. I think she was third there. She did the newcomers at Horsier Show, the Fox and the Horsier Show, the J Eight Horsier Show. She did. Wow. Every, she, I did. She like where I basically that was probably the opponent that taught me the most. To be honest. Yeah. Like, that's that's the one I did. Like I did everything with her. And what about you, Harry? What was kind of your first memorable show jumping pony? Probably a pony called Headmore Little Lightning. We bought her when she was five as well. Actually, I was only ten and. I started riding when she was a six-year-old. She was one to eight, so I was very young then. And she was always amazingly careful. And um, at the time, then, we were lucky enough to have two other ponies called um, Flanor Songbird and Matthew's Girl. And they were actually two quite well-known ponies in the UK and they were very successful. Uh, but Little Lightning was um, one I kind of produced a bit myself when I was really young, and um, she ended up winning every big class when I was 12, every Grand Prix. And she went on with my sister to do, to do the same and everything. Mm. So she, she was probably my most um, memorable pony. Good family pony. And she's still going, <laughs> I think, with James Fisher's uh, little daughter now. Oh, so, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. she's an amazing, amazing pony for all of, all of our family, actually. And, and so now, I mean, you're both, I mean, Jack, you're competing against your dad now. Harry, you've competed against your dad. I mean, how does that feel? Twice, it's the dream coming true for me. I think the biggest thing I'd want to do is jump on a team with my dad twice, to with, like with John or with anyone in the family. Like, I think that was like he keeps talking about retiring, but like he only just he like says it, but he don't really mean it. But he says you can't retire until you're yeah. on a team together. So, we think we're trying. so, yeah, but obviously, there's a big competitive side as well. Like, you know, he wouldn't ever let me just win, you know. <laughs> I won't let me, I wouldn't try and let him, him win either. So, no, I know, funny, if I was going to ask him, Harry, I'll ask you this question because I know that. You beat your dad in the Welsh Masters when you were just 16, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is just crazy. So I'm really curious to know, was, was it just you and him in the jump-off? No, there was about eight of us in the jump-off, I think. But he went before you, right? He was before me and I was very, I was second last to go, I think. I remember it quite well because it was, I always, I jumped that class one year before and I always used to think it was like, I still think it is a big, very big class to win in England. It is. It's a really but, big class. And um, it was one of my like, second years doing it and... I can't remember the horse. It was his Stapleton miss and he was really quick. And then I had a little horse called Contra who actually Sienna's riding now. And he's been probably one of my best horses I had. It was my first year on him. And uh, I kind of just went, I didn't go that fast. He was such a quick horse and I won it. And it was really, it was quite funny. So what did your dad, I'm curious to know. I'm curious to know. So you both went clear and then you see the jump off course. And obviously your dad's trying to focus because he's about to jump. Was he at the same time telling you what to do? Yeah, he, as soon as he came out of the ring, he got off straight off his horse and warmed me up and told me how to beat him and stuff. Bless him. So, so, and when, so what you were to jump after him, did he say to you, right, I've just done it, here's how you can cut some corners? He did tell me not to do one turn that I did, because but he did it. He didn't think I'd be, like, ready for it. But oh, I really? So he was like... I, yeah, he said you shouldn't do this turn, it's a bit too tight for you and you don't know the horse that well. So I was, and you did yeah, it yeah, anyway. You, you, you I, know I, what I just you were doing. It. I did it anyway. I know <laughs> one, so he couldn't have been too mad. If I got it wrong, you probably would have been a bit angry, but luckily we didn't. So that's quite interesting, isn't it? Because I was going to ask you both that, because obviously your dads are so important in, in, you know, in what you do. And they're your trainers, aren't they, right? Your dads are your yeah. trainers. Yeah. So are there points where you don't agree? And are you allowed to have that? Or... Is it kind of what they what they say goes, or or is there somewhere you can say, no, Dad, actually, you know what, I don't know, I'm going to do this, and is that okay? Me and my dad, we have a like, we have a fantastic relationship, and I think 
like it's definitely a conversation, you know. Like I think his word goes in the very, very end. But it's like he's very like if I have a different idea, he runs with it, and if he has a different idea, it's it's a very it's a working relationship, you know. It's not like a mm. not like a not like a one way one way street. How about you, Harry? Yeah, we get on very good, and I think we agree on nearly everything. Of course, yeah. maybe one horse we might have a little bit of a different opinion on what was maybe best, like. But at the end of the day, I think he knows I'm the one riding the horse. So if I want something different, he respects that and he'll let me have it how I want. But um, I would probably, I'd listen to him above everyone, anyone else anyway. Sure, absolutely. I mean, also for Jack, it's not just your dad, you've got your uncle John and then you've got your nephews, Ellen, Robert, William, Joe, to name a few, there's loads of them. Um, I'm sure obviously you're competitive with each other. is there kind of, you know, is it like a sort of playful competition between you? How serious does it get? We all want to be each other. Like, it's not like, we're not, we're not going to, like, but it is, it is very playful as well, you know, like, we're like, we don't mind if one of, if like, if my cousin beat me, I wouldn't like, I'd rather him beat me than anybody else, you know? Yes. But you still want to beat them? Obviously, yeah, 100%. I want to <laughs> beat them every time. But if, if anybody's going to beat me, I'm glad it's them and not anybody else, you know? Yes. And I, I asked your dad this question. I asked, asked it to you. I asked him, who was the hardest working Whitaker? Who was the hardest working? He'd probably say himself, to Christ. Him or John? He said he said you were, they were all hard working. He said yeah, nothing comes yeah. easy and you're all hard yeah. working. Especially for them, lot, like up in Yorkshire, there, I think it's tough. Like I probably got a bit nicer on here. It's not as cold. Like up in Yorkshire where John is there still <laughs> and Will and like it's bloody freezing cold up there. Oops, sorry. <laughs> that's all right. It's very, it's very, very freezing cold It's okay. Cold up there. <laughs> I, I think we can say that. We can, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's, uh, we asked him, who was the biggest joker? Biggest joker? Pfft, there'd be a few. There'd be a few. Uh, uh, biggest joker. Uh, I mean, it's di- very, very difficult because of like, they're all very funny as well. Like Will, Will, Will Whisker, he's very funny. Yeah, then, so like, been Tom, a few times he Tom is. and Don and George and Jim, like it's very, it's very difficult to pick one. Your dad know. said, your dad said Stephen. Yeah, Stephen. Yeah, Steve, Stephen's like, but Stephen's like a proper joker. Like he, he like, he'd be like harmful joking nearly. You know, like pranks <laughs> that nearly hurt you. <laughs> but he's very funny still. And who, who's the biggest partier? Who's going to be the last at the bar? I know, probably my dad's twice. My dad. No, that's what I said. I said to him. <laughs> that's what I said. It used to be. It used to be Michael, and he was like, oh no no no, not anymore, not anymore. He was, he, he must admit, he did slightly skirt around that question. <laughs> and um, who's the most opinionated? Most opinionated? Yeah. Probably John, actually. Oh, really? He's That's interesting, because he seems so, yeah, he seems very quiet. He, no, he's very, he's very, he's not like, he's not bad about it at all, but like, he's, he's very set in his ways, you know? Like, he, like he's just there, uh, his way, you know, you couldn't really tell him. Yes. But he's, uh, Okay, that's interesting. And if you're all together, yeah. who would you say? Is there someone particularly like a, like a natural leader, like a natural person that would take charge of the situation? Yeah, probably Stephen. Stephen, yeah. he's, he's a lot like that. Like we all used to go, like he always used to organise on Boxing Day after Christmas. He always used to organise a big party there for all of us. We always used to go down there. And then, yeah, probably, yeah, probably Stephen twice, the most out of a lot of us. And, um, and Harry, obviously... You've got your two sisters also compete, Sienna and Scarlett. Are they younger yeah. than you? Is that right? Both younger. Scarlett is uh, 19, soon to be 20, actually, and Sienna's 18. 
also competing. Oh, yeah, all three of us. Yeah. Um, so We're all quite close together as well, which makes it quite hard for, for trying to find horses. I was going to say, well, a fun of it, literally was going to say, how do you decide which, who gets what horses? Well, I'm always there when one comes off a truck. So normally I've got the saddle ready and jump straight <laughs> Why are you always there? <laughs> you make sure you are. Yeah, because I've missed one or two good ones because Sienna's beat me to it. But I make sure now I'm always <laughs> around when one gets dropped off to the yard. No, but not to be honest, it's nearly who's most what horse is most suited to which rider. Um, and the gals now have left school. I normally did get a pick of a bunch because I, I I was going to shows nearly every week and the girls were still in school. So I normally got a lot more than the girls. But now we're all full time. Um, it's spread out a lot more. So uh is it jump down to your dad? The ultimate sort of decision comes down to him, or do you sort of work it out yeah. to yourselves? Pretty much him. Him, he decides it. But I, I feel bad now. Like sometimes I feel like I'm nicking them off a girl. Sometimes so I've given a few back, and you know we swap them around. But I, I feel you don't feel bad. bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what I was going to ask you of each other's horses? Is there a particular horse, Jack, you'd like to nick of Harry or Harry vice versa? I'd take Jack's grey one from him, Balmy. Oh, yeah. So hang on. But Jack, so that is yours now, because that was your dad's, right? And he's got big expectations for this horse, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, right. during, during COVID, he had a horse, got a new horse here, and it was a bit fat, and it was quite a good jumper, actually. And uh, <laughs> he actually popped his groin, and it jumped, and it half, half cocked him. And uh, so he couldn't ride, and Valmy's a bit sharp to get on sometimes, so like, he couldn't be a bit slow. So I started riding it, and basically never stopped. Wow, that's exciting because I know when I yeah, yeah. interviewed your dad, he was, you know, he said he hadn't owned a horse like that in a long time. So, yeah. wow, I'm not surprised yeah. you won that, Harry. Yeah, I'd that's like to have a go on that. I'd like to have a go on uh, Ariel in Blue or that Irenice. Irenice would be a good one to have a go on. Uh, Ariel in Blue, I like though. I remember seeing that as a young one as well and then watching Harry with it there recently. Most people could only dream of having Peter Giles or, or Michael Whitaker as their trainers. What is the what's the best piece of advice they've given you that you can pass on to us? I would say don't don't worry too much, to be honest. Like I, I I probably you know when you have a bad round or anything, you probably worry like it's nearly the end of the world, but it's it's never never is. Like my dad always he's very he's very relaxed, you know, he's never he's never a big stresser. Yeah, he's so very I, laid back. Yeah, so I think whenever when anything it might when everything goes wrong, it's just carry on. Don't get your head down. Keep going. Yeah. Obviously, it's it, like obviously it's a good thing you're not happy that it didn't go well, but uh, but you can't you can't ever get too dumbed down by it, really. And what about you, Harry? Uh, my favourite personal one was um, you have to have the bad days to appreciate the good ones. So yeah. You have a few of them in this job, unfortunately, but um, yeah, yeah, a lot of ups and downs. Yeah, a lot. So it makes the good ones even better when they when they come around. Well, which is, and I do realise sentiment because it's really easy to get stuck on, isn't it? If you have a bad show, it's so easy to, oh, just to dwell on it and go, get it right, very oh my God, yeah. Can't you? Yeah. So how do you, when you make a mistake, I mean, you know, and I'm sure you guys must have made mistakes that have cost, cost you quite big. Can you think of an example where a mistake yeah. has cost you a big yeah. competition? How did you move on from it? So, Jack, you want me? <laughs> you can go first. So, <laughs> this one really was a... Jack was there actually, I'm sure he'll remember. It was uh, the European Championships 2017. And uh, I went there 
I've wanted to win individual gold. I knew I had the horse to do it. He's been very close two years before. Um, I was third after the first day. And in the first round of the Nations Cup, I was over the time by 0.05 <laughs> of the second. So I had one time fault. And <laughs> I, I dropped back into third place. So I never lost a position, but I just knew for some reason that's going to hurt me when it comes to Sunday. And I ended up losing out gold medal by half a fault. And obviously I was, still, I was happy to win an individual medal for that second, but I was, I actually stood on that podium really annoyed. And I couldn't, I wouldn't forget that for it. I mean, a year later and I went a year later, I was in Young Riders and I thought my chance had gone, you know, your juniors. Yes, that's the thing, maybe, yes. Yeah. Maybe that horse was on his on his limit a bit in juniors. Yeah. I thought, you know, we're going to win an individual individual gold in the youth champ. That was the year to do it and I screwed it up myself. I had no one else to blame. The horse, I didn't touch a pole all week. Um, the next year came round, it was Young Riders European Championships and I, I won individual gold that year. And I still and did. On your 19th my, birthday, right? My 19th birthday and... I still, it still stands in my head as I won. I'm a champion. So, you know, to put it, it felt like I put it right from the year before. And, how and did helped. you, how did you put it behind you and, and carry on? Oh, I just, uh, just from what, for two, the juniors of a young. Yeah. Well, when, when, when you missed out on goal by 0.5. Yeah, the following year, I was young riders in Fontainebleau and, and uh, I won individual gold by, well over two fences and I won it by a long way and and that was for me was I was delighted and and, and really that made me sure I, I put I put to rest my um yes before so, so I was you, delighted with that so you only really put your demons to rest when you got yeah. that goal it gave me a bit extra motivation as well for it because okay. I was like I'm gonna get one more shot to do this it's gonna be a bit difficult a bit harder fences are a lot bigger but um I really rolled my sleeves up that week and um, yeah, it, was it, made, it made you more hungry in a way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's the way you got to take it as well, though, isn't it? You got to turn it into motivation before, in the end, like you can obviously worry about it for however many, however many weeks and worry about it, but I think in the end, it's got to turn it into motivation, otherwise, it's going to feel like it's going to eat you up. Like, yeah. And what about your, what's your experience of, of where you messed up and consequences are bad? <laughs> plenty of, plenty of time faults in Grand Prix. That, that was, I could name, I could name plenty of them. Uh, a big one. What will be a big one? Ah, the three-star Grand Prix in Canuck. So this is my this is my first three-star Grand Prix I ever jumped, and it was a big show. It's quite a big show, Canuck. Like a lot of people watching, three-star Grand Prix is quite a big deal. And uh, I was on a horse called Iluka VE. How old were you? When was this? I was seventeen. Okay. Oh no, no, yeah, seventeen, seventeen. Last sorry. year, something. Yeah. Yeah. So like this is this is the first year I last started jumping three-star Grand Prix, and. Uh, and anyway, this horse, it's a bit of a weird horse. Like, I've been trying to build up, build up all year, all year, all year. Oh, well, for the past few years, it's a bit of a strange horse. Like, it was going to be Hackamore, he's a bit awkward. But I've always believed him in a little bit. And this would be his biggest class. So I, and uh, and I was early to go. I think I was third or fourth to go. And there's obviously no clears yet. And I was coming down to last fence. And uh, as I say, he's an awkward horse. And so I was... Holding, holding, but I got, I got a bit clutchy to last fence. I was on the brakes, on the brakes, on the brakes. And, uh, but you normally like to run with him and just hold him when you get there. But because it was last fence and I was, I really wanted to jump clear. Yeah. I was holding, holding, holding. And he just jumped out my hand. 
So, because I was holding so much, I didn't let him go. I mm, ended up too mm. like I was gonna be too close, and he saw a stride that I should have been on, and he jumped yes. that man. So I was holding on like this, and he basically just destroyed this fence, mm. the last fence on the course. Oh my god! Like I could have, I could have hung myself that day. That was oh. like, uh, it was a disaster. But there's loads of them, you know. Like, like you, that's like I can't, I can't even remember half of them now because you just gotta try and forget about them, you know. Yeah, but there's there's loads of situations like like maybe not as bad as that, but like time faults and all them ones is like there's you you've got to forget about them. And turn, yeah, as you say, turn them into a uh, hunger. To try yes, that's one of the hardest okay. things letting go. I think. Yeah, you, Harry, I want to ask you about something which I don't know if you want to talk about. Which is, is it right so that you you lost you then lost your double gold because your horse tested positive? Is that right? Yeah, that's positive correct. for yep. um, yeah. So, can you just tell me about that? Yeah, I'll happily talk about it. I still, um, I think the decision was completely taken incorrectly. Um, so what lidocaine is a numbing agent found in a lot of you know skincare products, things. Um, we had a family friend who lives in France. Um, she was visiting us at the championship. She lived very close to the venue. And unfortunately, she has got um, a quite advanced skin cancer. Um, so she uses a cream on her hand. We, we really didn't think much of it. She she was a stroking horse. And it took us a long time to figure out, you know, how, how it got into the horse. Yeah, because trying to trace back, it's so yeah. hard, isn't it? Um, we had proved it to the FER how it got into the system. We'd done many tests and it was very accepted that that's how it got into the system because... I mean, the levels found were so, so low. It it was proved by four or five doctors that the uh, substance, it could have had no performance enhancing effect on the horse. It, for the limit, the trace yeah. amount, too small. Um, also, it wasn't even a banned substance. It was a controlled medication. So it, it's actually allowed to be given if you have a veterinary note and stuff. But obviously, we, we had no idea it would be in the horse, so... Um, it was really hard to take and accept that the FEI's rules are if any substance, controlled medication or ban are within in the horse, whether you put there on, you didn't put it there. And if you can prove how it got there, you still lose every, all the medals, prize money, everything. Wow. It's more than disqualification, which um, it's just, I think, a... It was a big wake up, I think, to a lot of um, people. I mean, a lot of uh, actions have had have happened as a result of it, and I'm very happy actually that you know people are taking this a lot more seriously. Yeah. Um. I'm, you know, me and my dad are on a committee working still with it, and I think hopefully in the near future now the rules will get changed. So, did um, you have your medals taken? I I did after well, so we spent nearly six months fighting it and. Oh. And um, the rules were there in the end. We had to give the medals back. But for me, like, I, I still want it in my head. And all my team know I want it. And we've kind of talked and spoken a bit there about the, about the hard times. Obviously, there's a lots of amazing highs in your sport as well. I mean, you guys have won so much, you know. I mean, Harry, I've just been, I've got it written down here about how you've won sort of six, six European medals. Jack, you've also won team gold at European Championship 2015, um, individual gold in 2016. I mean, you've won so much between you, but it's not medals. There's also prizes you get, isn't there? There's cash. Aside from the money, what's the big class you'd like to win? Arkin. Arkin. 
Oh, really? Yeah. And yeah. is that because the money or the prestige? The prestige. Prestige, right? Even if I had no money, I still would yeah. still be one to win. Wow. Yeah. And what about what's your what your, what's your favorite event in the UK? I mean, UK. Olympia. Olympia. Uh, oh, in Olympia or Windsor? Oh, really? Yeah. Windsor. I never jumped to Windsor. Really I did it last year for the first time and I loved it. So, uh, and obviously, Olympia is it's like the Christmas, like it's the highlight of Christmas. So. And Hickstead also is a very, very good, like, I'm, yeah. I, I love jumping at Hickstead. But I think uh, the atmosphere, you can't beat at Olympia. I think it's just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah it's a special atmosphere. It's just a, it's it everyone's is. tightly packed. Um, yeah. yeah. And what about, what about the Hickstead Derby, Jack? Obviously, your dad's won it. I can't remember now. Has he won it three times? Did he Four won times. it three? Four times. Wow. And didn't he win it three consecutive years at the same horse? Yeah, yeah. Monsanto. That was my, I think my dad did that as well. Yeah. So how many times has your dad won it, Pete, um, Harry? Three. 2001, 2002, 2003. Wow. So, I mean, that's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? Reasons, yeah. So, surely you guys have got to have your eye on that prize, haven't you? Definitely, find yeah. When I find the right <laughs> yeah, horse. Yeah, find the horse. Maybe me and Jack will share one. <laughs> 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 we'll swap it around at half. Yeah, Harry, if Harry's got the horse, he can do it the first year. If it doesn't go very well, I'll do it the next year. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we've got questions have come in from Charles Owen fans, come in via Instagram. So I've got a few questions for you here. Tamara underscore eventing underscore Maddie. How many horses have you guys got? To be honest, it's always kind of changing. And that's what I was going to say. I bet it is quite fluid, isn't it, in terms of because yeah, your sisters? Yeah, I mean, a lot of our rider trade horses, and they come in maybe for a week and then they're sold. So it kind of, it's always changing week to week. Um, I've got a lot of young horses at the moment. Um, so like, I, I like how many how many top horses have you got now? Like how many will you take to centre are there? Good ones. I've got one older horse here and three young ones. Did <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You're at a uh, show off the edge. How you're at a show right now yeah, when you're in, in Belgium? I have parking and in the tracks. So that's why the yeah. bad lighting and stuff. But um, yeah, I've got. I'd like to keep between about eight or ten horses, maybe that you're competing. Not this year, obviously it's a bit different, but yeah, yeah, last yeah. I was on the road, I think nearly 40 weeks out of 52. Wow. And you, you do need a lot of horses to, to be able to juggle them because yeah. it's so demanding, you know, the circuit, especially at top level. So, um, I mean, out of those eight, maybe three or three or three or four are young horses as well. So we always have to keep them on ticking over in the background because they're the stars, you know, are going to take over. So, yeah. yeah. Sure. What about you, Jack? So I probably have like four better ones now to go and jump. Like they don't probably go and jump Grand Prix. I probably have two like five star Grand Prix, and then the rest I like, have two others that can do four star Grand Prix and everything else, you know. And then, as Harry said, like it varies a lot. Like I, I could have, I could have ten or five at show, you know. It, it, it really depends. It really yeah. varies with young horses, like because me and my dad swap young horses a lot and stuff like that. So I'd say like. A day that I probably ride, I probably ride the same like eight or nine horses okay. that I probably that I probably stay with, and there's one or two, two or three more that we shop around a bit on. And yeah, yeah. Like that, and know. Mia Dixon wants to know who's your favourite horse. I love them all. My favourite horse is the uh, Eluca. Why? He's just weird. He's like a cool like I, I like when we bought him. It was my it was my kind of uh, it was I had to say for buying him and. I produced him a bit there, you know, and like now he's doing, going on doing good things, and he's like a, he's like a funny, funny horse as well. So if I had to pick a favourite, which probably shouldn't, but I had to pick a favourite, it'd probably be him. Yeah. How about you, Harry? 
I can't really. I, just, I think I can pick you a favourite. You can pick a favourite with being numpty. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like a lot of one. Maybe one, one maybe is a bit more special to me. Is the, He's only seven, is, is Sherlock. Um, yeah, yeah. five-year-old, and I'm the only one that's ridden him, really. You think quite highly of him, don't you? Yes, I do, and I hope he'll be... Um, he'll reach the top level but time will tell so he's um he's here with me now actually in the show so um yeah i'll be taking taking my time with him a bit sure um, but yeah i've produced him since five year old so it'd be lovely it'd be amazing to produce one up to the top level so Absolutely. hopefully time will tell and hopefully everything stays the way it is but with him so yeah we'll see a few years and um, HVC underscore question wants to know, what's it like getting ready for an international show? I mean, you said you spend 40 weeks out of 52 on the road. I mean, that's insane. What's it like getting ready for these shows? And, also, and actually, how, how involved are you in getting ready? Or do you just turn up and if things all done for you? I wish. Um, <laughs> do you want to go first, Jack? <laughs> that's a big, big job. Yeah. Already, like, so sorting out like, health papers as well, you have to think about and vaccinations and... Yeah. <laughs> All this different stuff. Like twice, I don't organise any of that. If I did it, I'd probably get it wrong. My mum's my mum's <laughs> Is it your mum? Yeah, she sorts the vaccinations and health papers and all that out. I know, I know, I'm looking at and everything, but if I if I had to sort it out, I'd probably get it wrong. So uh, she does all that, but then the lorry packing and everything else. It's a big, big, big job, and it's always yeah. and it's also as well if you're going away for a few weeks, you have to you have to weigh up weigh up whether you take shavings or you don't take shavings. You buy it when you get there and. So a lot of organising, organising different situations and it depends where you're going and what, you, mm. what horses you're taking. It's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah I can imagine. Yeah. Everything, yeah. everything here as well, is, it's, I, I try my hardest to plan it, but it's the I it's think I could work for DHL thing. now after. You think <laughs> what, sorry, Harry? I'd probably work for DHL after. <laughs> <laughs> so the amount of equipment you get into them lorries as well is, is yeah. like... I mean, I had to drive a two-horse out here, just no horses, just full of equipment. Yeah, exactly. And because obviously, Harry, you've got your two sisters as well. So it's a big, you know, the whole family, I guess, are going yeah. along. It's so much to organise. We're going to show yeah. like more than 10 horses, which is actually a nightmare to organise. Yes. It's yeah. Two grooms, two and I stage. guarantee, I can nearly guarantee every time we turn up to a show, one horse is, in, is entered in the wrong class or in the wrong oh, in the yeah. section. One, or, also, dad every attention. single time. Yeah. Every single time. Who's whose fault is that, Jack? Who are you blaming? Well, probably mine, trying to not, <laughs> not copping on quick enough. <laughs> but then I've got to I could say mum, but she'd probably give me she give me a beating, so I couldn't say it. Yeah, best not say that, best, especially yeah. not on camera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got a question here from Mabel underscore EQ. Do you get nervous? And what do you yes. do to help cope with your nerves? Jack, is it uh, an emphatic yes then? Yeah, I get very nervous actually. I think just because the uh, the pressure you put in yourself and you really want because I whenever I go in one of the big big Grand Prix, I really you really really want to win. You really yeah. really want to jump clear, and the pressure you put in yourself to do so. Like I think like like when I go to some classes, I think I can win. As well, I like to think that I can have a good chance of winning. You know, so when it when I when I don't, it's like uh, it's it's my fault. You know, so I try and uh, so the nerves. But I think like it's. Like my dad always said it was a good thing if you're nervous because you want to win. If you're not nervous, then you don't, and you shouldn't really not, not be there. You, yeah, exactly. You want to win, and you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, exactly. You sure you care. And I think just to get over it, you've got to be really, really focused on what you're trying to do. And when you go in the ring, you know exactly you got a plan, and you know exactly how to pull it off. You know. So how do you cope with your nerves? Have you got any particular techniques or? 
I just go through my plan a few times, trying. I actually try and put the nerves in the back of my head a little bit. I think when I go into the ring, I just think about what I've got to do instead of the nerves. And but tonight, it's like I don't know if it's the same for Harry if he gets nervous or what. But when I'm coming to the first fence and I jump the first fence, it all goes away. I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm thinking about. I know obviously I'm thinking about what I've got to do, mm. but I, I couldn't tell you what I was thinking going around the course when I came out. You know. Yeah. How about you, Harry? Never really. Maybe I was younger, but to be honest, I, I not really. I don't really get to. You don't get nervous. I get. I can get the butterfly effect a little bit, but not like. I'll that's be, nerves. When you get butterflies, that's nerves. Yeah, but not. But like, even like if you were the global champions I, I, tour and you're jumping on, you know, you were um, on one of the teams, weren't you? The Celtics, is that right? Yeah. You know, you're you're jumping on a team with, I imagine, some pretty big names. Who was on your team with you? I had Shane Breen, Jessica Springsteen, Michael wow. Duffy, and Will Witt. Which is, you know, impressive lineup. Yeah, very good. It was a great team. And do you not then, you know? Because oh, I'm good friends. I'm good. I'm good friends with them all. So it's kind of like jumping with your buddy. But so. the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's just, I guess, it's the pressure of knowing you're. Yeah, I kind of. Just, I try to turn it. I just. I don't really get. I can get. I can get pumped quite easily. I get pumped up quite easily. So maybe yeah. That's Thing, but, so I guess but, you're t- yeah. well, that, that's a positive isn't it because you're taking the adrenaline and you're turning it into a positive yeah. energy which is yeah, great but then that maybe sometimes I get a bit it's an eclectoring if I, well, I can't get a fence when I want it I get a bit angry and stressed you know just before you know maybe it turns into a bit of stress I don't know yes when, when you're in the zone I think you're in the zone and nothing can really distract exactly, you yeah, yeah. Um, Seb underscore K wants to know I don't know if you ever won a car or not who's no, got that's my with- mate don't, uh, don't <laughs> Don't no ask. way! That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Is that no, really? Yeah, he's on my. Don't 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 even. What's the question? <laughs> <laughs> don't put it in. No, it's nothing embarrassing. It's nothing embarrassing. That is great. Who's got the coolest car? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. You've got the coolest yeah. car, you big numpty. Yeah, I got I got a nice car. Yeah. Like, what do you drive, I've Harry? Got, I got a Merc. Nice, Jack. What what do you drive? A polo. There's no shame in that, Jack. Yeah. Um, what is your favourite Charles Owen helmet? Do you have a favourite helmet? The one I ride. Uh, what yeah, do, you know, do you know? What, it, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. Do you know what? Classic, what? like eighty eight. Air eight. Is it the air eight? Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. But it's like A-rate. carbon fibre kind of like print. It's really nice. Yeah. And why do you like it? It's comfortable and it looks it looks quite cool as well. Jack. Yeah, very comfy, very stylish, and it, I like how uh, it's not too heavy, but you, you know, it's there. You know, it's it's nice. I find the the, the helmet is very extremely safe as well. I feel like obviously you get you, you fair amount of falls in this sport. I've had my I've fair had a few around my head, and and it's been great. I had the horse, you know, kick me in my head a few times with a hat on, and I've not really felt it until I've seen the hoof prints on the helmet afterwards. So I have to say, you're doing it, it's doing its job very well. Okay, right at the end. Questions we ask everyone on Charles' own podcast, okay? And I'll ask you both the same question. And then, so, first of all, seeing as how you're on camera at the moment, um, I'm happiest when? When are you happiest? Probably not a show. What exactly is it about being at a show that you? I don't know. Love? It's just like where well, you work all week or all year, yeah. you know, and you're at the show. You're in your, you're in your kind of element, really. You, it's what you like. Strive for you. You've got a crowd watching you. You've got, you know, it's it's great. It's you're in your element, I'd say. So that's where I'm at my happiest. Jack, how about you? Chinese. 
Chinese. Uh, no, no, no. I, I Eating can, I Chinese. Can, yeah. Uh, I, I can totally understand where I was going from. Like, like when you get to a show, especially when you're at like Olympia or somewhere, and like the light, you you're ready to jump. You're in the stands. The lights come down. The music starts playing. Like, like the adrenaline you get from that. You know, you're about to go in this arena and try your hardest. It's like a, it's a fantastic feeling. Honestly, you're at your happiest. You're at your most focused, maybe. But I would. Yeah, I would, yeah. But it's difficult. It's same kind yeah. of same kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I you look back on feelings. it. I think some yeah some some of this it, you retrospectively can enjoy it can't you because in the moment either either it's adrenaline or fear but it's it's yeah. it's afterwards that you can then bask in the glory of the moment and also imagine for you guys what's so great oh. about these shows is is you you're, you're with your mates aren't you yeah you know yeah exactly yeah yeah that's another that's another very good uh, I I'm also very happy then you know we're always well, I mean we still haven't been to a five star show together which is something yeah, we haven't exactly, yeah. no, no we haven't actually been to the same five star show. So have you been on teams together? No. Pony yeah, teams. Like oh, we've been on, yeah, yeah, we've been on teams and... together. Yeah, yeah, we've been on yeah. teams Again, same question to both of you. Jack, you're on camera now, so I'll ask you. Um, if you hadn't been a show jumper, which is kind of obviously quite likely coming from the Whitakers, but your two sisters aren't show jumpers, so, you know, um, if you hadn't been a show jumper, what would you have been? Uh, I was very, very big into football before I started riding. Like you're I was, good at it. Yeah, I was at not not Forest there for a bit. I basically wow. had to make a decision. I was had to make wow. a decision really, whether because I was playing football a lot and I was riding a lot, so I had to make a decision there whether I was gonna which one I had to choose. But also, like I was also very interested in uh, in like a bit weird. But I, like when I was at school, I was always like interested in like sports there, uh, sports psychology and all that kind of stuff. I never did university, but that's what I had all. I had all my. Uh, that's what I did all my. Uh, Exams for was to go study psychology, university, and everything, but obviously never happened. But I was I was always very interested in all that kind of stuff. Harry, how about you? Um, probably I'd have been a pilot. Oh really? Don't you like to dance? Yeah, I I always love planes and stuff, and I'm actually I'm kind of doing my um my private pilot license now. I'm oh, fantastic! So um, it's always like something I really want to do, and if I were if it probably would be in my backup. Um, so, yeah, that's probably what I'd have done. So, Harry, mm. Harry now can pick me up on the way past. Well, you you live above me, so how's that going to work? Yeah, yeah, but still, you're in a plane, you can come get <laughs> me. It's just a small oh, detour. I'll make that detour. It's just a yeah. small detour. You're in a plane, we'll quite, You're in a plane. We'll, we'll be quite funny going to the show in a... I don't know. I don't know if it'd get across the um, channel. It's only got one engine. <laughs> 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 um, and... and Guys, we, we had this one question which we normally ask, which we can't ask you because it's what I wish I'd known 10 years ago, which obviously, Jack, you've been eight, so maybe, you know, and Harry, you were 11. So um, what I would say is what, what you wish you'd known maybe five years ago or even what you wish you'd known when you first started competing, when you first made the transition to horses, is there something that looking back for your younger self that you wish you'd known that you know now? you got to think not everyone is your friend. Maybe that's... I, a lot of people, you know, they, when you're at the bottom, you know, you, I don't know. It's, no, go on. And so in what way? So, so you've experienced, yeah, in what, in you what know, way you're at the top, when you, I feel when you're at the top, everyone wants to be your friend and everyone wants to, yes. you know, have something to do with you and stuff. But, you know, when you're grinding, working hard, you know, trying to get, it's a bit different. So I maybe I was a bit naive to it at the start when I came, but now I, I see it quite clearly and like who, who wants to latch on to you and stuff. And, they drop you easy enough when you're not doing as well. I have a lot of friends who actually around me at home who don't ride, who um, I'm very close to them. So 
sometimes nice to you know get away from um any everyone in the sport and have mm. a bit of time you know mm. but then there's a I have a few very good friends you know Jack included who I, I trust very highly in, in the sport so yeah I think having a very small but very good group of friends is is very important and people you trust if you put yourself around good people I think you get good things totally no that's great thank you that's really honest of you and um I like the fact that we went a bit deep so that's great well done um <laughs> Jack how about you follow that Jack yeah uh, <laughs> I think Harry's right though like choose who, choose who you're listening to I think a bit also and uh don't don't treat every day like it's your last like you've got you got to understand that there's always going to be another day and another like we've been saying yeah. a bit before there there's always going to be another round and another another class another grand prix you know it's not always the end of the world yeah one, yeah. yeah absolutely and, and as we talked about earlier didn't we that thing of when it goes wrong of um of of not getting stuck in that of, yeah, like know. when I was especially when I was younger, especially when I was younger, there was times like you can spend, you, like you can spend a whole week pondering over what happened on the last Sunday in the Grand Prix, you know, when it was yes. your fault or whatever. And I think like you ruin, like you ruin your next show nearly worrying yeah. about too much what happened on with the last one, you know. So I think you got yeah. to, you got to uh, forget about it nearly. Yeah, and the thing is, Jack, you're 18, so I'm not being funny. Goodness me, we'll ask you that question in 10 years' time or 20 years' time, you know. You know, when yeah, you're yeah, yeah. when you're 38, we can say, "What have you learned since when yeah. I first interviewed you at 18?" You know, I think asking you to find out to, to explain what you've learned when you're only 18. The whole point is, it's amazing for both of you. You're both so young, but you've got you know old head and young shoulders. And I think again, it's testament I said to your to your parents for keeping you so grounded in what can be quite a, a crazy world. You know, travel and exciting and um, yeah. Big prize money and thank you, thank you to your parents for <laughs> producing you. such nice boys. <laughs> yeah, they're so right. very nice boys, and we really do wish you the best of luck. We can't wait to see you both at a five star together. I'm not sure who I put my money on. Got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, and thank you for taking the time out to speak to Charles Owen. It's been really, really great. And uh, yeah, I hope to catch up with you soon. And just yeah, good luck for the season. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you so much.